You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and I'd like to welcome everyone to another edition of Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. We have a full show for today. We are going to be talking about uh, some of the bullpen maneuvers, some of the talks that are occurring, some of the promotions. We're also going to look into the Indians' historical development of bullpen arms. I pulled up the information I mentioned on the podcast a day ago. Uh, Some historical information to show how futile the Indians have been at starter development. We'll talk about the Columbus Clippers as well today. And... Yeah, we'll we'll see uh, time permitting. But let's just dive right into... The Indians had an off day, but uh, everyone else did not. So, unfortunately for the Indians, the Oakland Athletics uh, managed to beat uh, the Houston Astros uh, winning this series. That means that uh, the Athletics should be pushing into the number one spot in the wild card, likely by the end of the evening. Uh... They are currently tied, I'm sorry for that uh, lead in the wild card, Oakland and Tampa, with Cleveland just half a game back. Because Tampa, things have drastically shifted for Tampa since our last podcast. Um, I more or less had wrapped up the game for Tampa. If you listen to the podcast, I kind of, you know, it, it's funny to look back and hear me talking about, well, the Texas has a, a threat emerging here, but with Odura up, I don't think much is going to come of it. Uh promptly ended the podcast and Odur hits a three-run home run Tampa loses uh Tampa then loses again tonight uh, I've been a huge Nick Solik fan since his days at Louisville and I did not love Tampa trading him away um for Peter Fairbanks uh you know Fairbanks is an interesting story uh he's going to be a a free agent um, if I remember correctly, I think I, I got into this a bit on Twitter. You know, he's bounced around. Um, make sure I have the story right, that he's he he's the one who is not the rental. Oh, no. If he was drafted in 2015 by Texas, this isn't the guy. That was another pitcher. My bad. But it doesn't change the fact that uh, Tampa needed relief arms. You know, they traded Jesus Sanchez a considered a top 50 prospect in most places for some relief arms from the Marlins. Uh, I thought that was kind of an odd trade. And so look for Fairbanks. I mean, uh, Fairbanks had some good numbers in the minors, but uh, in the majors for Tampa, he is uh, he has not been very good. Uh, there's no way to sugarcoat it. And Solik hit a two-run home run off of him today. Uh, the guy he was traded for, and gave the Rangers the win. Now, that's a huge loss. And, you know, you're, you don't hang the whole season on one trade. But, uh, I mean, this is a game that they essentially cost themselves. Uh, that trade is the direct result in the loss here. Um, it was nice to see in this one uh, Kobe Allard, who has kind of struggled to get his shot in the majors, performing well. Uh, I've, I've been a fan of his since he was drafted out of high school, getting that opportunity. I, you know, I'm always going to root for the guys who really kind of banged it out to get where they are today. Uh, yes, he was a high pick, but 
it wasn't easy. There's been injuries and other things. Uh, I mentioned Solak. He, they put him in the cleanup spot and had him hitting fourth uh, in this game. <laughs> Rewarded the Rangers. Odor went deep again. It's, uh, you know, it, it, for, uh, for Indians fans, the Rangers uh, have helped them quite a bit. <laughs> That's, this was a big performance for them. While we are speaking about games tonight, uh, the Minnesota Twins currently down 10 to 6 in the ninth to the Washington Nationals. Uh, Twins have been scuffling a little bit. With this loss, the Indians will be three and a half back with the three game series this weekend. Um, if they sweep the Twins, it would be the exact same situation when they swept the Twins in July. That half a game lead for. No change that because when they swept the twins it was a tie uh i mean it's it's long odds but it's not impossible odds and the indians have played very well against the twins this year so we will have to see uh what happens but boy oh boy uh the twins scuffling certainly has made this you know they lost two out of three to the indians and they're gonna lose two out of three to the nationals and Luckily, before that, they had the Red Sox, Tigers, and White Sox to, to build that lead back up. But it's it's definitely been uh, a bit of a scuffle with them actually facing decent teams, which has been the story for both the Indians and the Twins this year. Neither of them have played particularly well against decent teams. I do think the Indians should be considered favorites in two of these three games, um, with Friday being the hardest matchup for the Indians. But I think all of them are conceivably winnable. And as an Indians fan, you have to feel pretty good that uh, you're going in to this twin series. Having beaten the Twins uh, more than you've lost, uh, after this you get the Tigers while the Twins get the White Sox. Of course, then, ready, here's how the Twins season ends after the Indians. White Sox, Royals, Tigers, Royals. Yes, that is correct. The White Sox are as tough as it gets. Whereas the Indians are going to go um, Detroit, Philadelphia. I can't remember who's in between Philadelphia and the Nationals, but they're significantly different schedules um, in that one. We're going to talk about the bullpen again in the second half of the show. Uh, talk about Carrasco, talk about Karen Chalk. Talk about Brad Hand and talk about some history. But we have to talk about the Columbus Clippers before then. They won the uh, the Governor's Cup tonight. They won the championship. Their season is now done. Uh, <laughs> Columbus did not pitch anyone super important in this one. You look at it, Josh Smith is the only one on the 40-man. The fact that he is just left-handed alone will get him a shot up in the, uh, the majors and that he's on the 40-man already. Um... Last time I checked, we still did not have a move to correspond with Karinchak getting called up, so Smith could always be taken off the 40-man, so I'll have to, to look into that. Uh, Bradley Zimmer, three-run uh, three home run, got them on the board. Daniel Johnson also homered. Uh, Kai Tom continues to hit. I mean, it, I, I don't know what you do with him at this point. Again, uh, it's, it's a hard situation. I will be curious to see if someone decides to take a chance on him in the Rule 5 draft this offseason because he's performed really well and he seems to be fully back for that injury and even hit for some power in Akron which is not an easy task to do what was interesting in this game though 
pitching wise was more the other side of things where Blake Snell came out two innings no hits no walks three strikeouts he's getting himself back and while he may not be the guy that would be the opener uh, in a playoff game I still think they would go Charlie Morton at this point because Snell's working his way back they could always conceivably whoever has to face Tampa if Tampa makes the playoffs could go Charlie Morton to Blake Snell and that would be pretty horrendous to have to face but yeah the uh, the Indians AAA team beat the Rays AAA team to win the Governor's Cup I I'll be curious to see if Karen Chalk is the only player caught up tomorrow I doubt it I think we'll see a series of moves I think we'll see three to four guys get the call um, again we still have not got the official thing it's you know Jeff Passan pretty much tweeted uh, and everything's been based off of that but we don't have much beyond that I mean the Indians uh, Tribe Insider account retweeted the Karen Chalks getting or no the Columbus Clippers it was not the Insider it was the Columbus Clippers retweeted retweeted a Mandy Bell article about Karen Chalk, Karen Chalk being called up but yeah we don't have anything uh we don't have anything from the official lines through either the Cleveland Indians or from the Tribe Insider account, which tweets all their moves out. So, yep, we'll just have to keep our eyes open. I assume something in the morning um, maximizes their time to figure out what they're going to do, I guess. But uh, I would be very surprised if Karen Chalk is the only player called up tomorrow. Especially now that Columbus' season is done, uh... Daniel Johnson makes a lot of sense, just giving you more depth in that outfield. Josh Smith. We all know how much Tito loves to use uh, tons of relievers. They're going to call up every reliever who's on the 40-man at this point. Um, so keep your eyes open. It's going to be something to watch. There should be multiple call-ups basically posted in the next 12 to 14 hours. Okay, Postmates, one of our best sponsors. They are back again. You download that Postmates app, you're going to enter the promo code locked on and you get yourself a hundred dollars of free shipping to use in the first seven days postmates gets you what you want when you want it remember download the app use that promo code locked on our longest running sponsor is bluechew.com bluechew.com has the same active ingredients as all the big names out there in the male enhancement field um, except for it's the only one that's chewable, so it hits your bloodstream quicker, allows you to do what you want to do quicker. You don't want to be like these Major League Baseball players who are getting male enhancement at a gas station. <laughs> it's leading to player suspensions. Don't do that. Go to BlueChew.com. If you've ever been curious, you want to try, we have the deal. It's going to cost you 5 bucks. That's just the cost of shipping. You go, you go BlueChew.com, you enter that promo code MLB, and you get a $5 trial. Easy as that. There is so much to talk about right now when it comes to the bullpen for the Cleveland Indians. We'll start with Brad Hand, who was sent home yesterday because uh, of some wrist discomfort. It certainly seems that uh, this was a primary reason in the promotion of Karen Chalk and that his injury really pushed the Indians to make this. Um, I'm curious to see what happens with hand um if it's a small thing if it's a big thing we'll see but yeah the the indians are going to be doing some auditioning for the closer situation it looks like because when you send someone home that's typically not a good sign 
though in yesterday's good game, we did have a good sign. I forgot to talk about Carlos Carrasco yesterday. Uh, nice to see him rebound with a, a strong outing. Uh, he could still be an integral part of that pen. And then let's just dive into Karen Chalk. Uh, unbelievable strikeout rate this year. I've never seen anything of its like. The walk rate is high, but it's been dropping at a significant pace, and a lot of that was he missed a ton of time with injury. We do have a small sample size alert going on, um, but he's just missing bats. Um, he's electrifying. I have him ranked as my 11th or 12th, I think 11th best prospect in the Indian system. I know MLB Pipeline has him in the 20s. I strongly disagree. Um, he might instantly become the Indian's best reliever. I didn't think they'd call him up. Now, I, I made my statement before that with Karen Chalk, I didn't think it was so much about him as it was the organization. And the organization's accelerating his clock, and they're going to deal with the 40-man crunch, and they're going to add a guy here that, uh, that can help them. And someone who I'll be curious to see um, how Tito uses him. Because the Mandy Bell article I know talked about how uh, Tito's been hesitant to go to the minors to call up a rookie. Uh, for that bullpen with their struggles. Now, Tito doesn't actually make those calls, but uh, he does have some input, and once he's up here, that is when he makes those calls, and we'll see what they do. Uh, they don't have uh, a natural closer right now. I mean, that's not a role you really want with a Simber or a Wet Grid and uh, a Goody, all of these guys. I mean, Karen Schock probably makes the most sense to step into that role, throw him right into the fire. Um, Especially because, honestly, if you can get Brad Hand out of that role, um, if he goes back to a setup role, it's going to make your team better because it, it's another lefty. Um, this team has really just had Perez this year that can rely on as a left-handed reliever. So if you can end up having two relievers that are lefties, I mean, that is incredibly valuable going forward. Now, on the show yesterday, I talked about uh, how bad the Indians have been historically when it comes to bullpens and developing their relief prospects so i put out my old tweets and this was from april 2018 uh i looked into the baseball reference data at the time and the last five players the indians had drafted and or signed and developed with one season of a baseball reference war above one uh cody allen zach crockett vinnie pistano tony sip and Rafi Perez, Rafi Lefty. And you have to go all the way back to 2010 to do that. Uh, where, and then what I had said is, when it gets really depressing, is to find the sixth reliever to have had at least one season of a BWAR or better. You had to go back to David Risky in 04. So someone they had drafted and developed, um, you know, at the relief position to be just okay uh you had to go back to 2004 it was a 14 years back to find such a player and the indians had had a lot of prospects go through at that point in time so that was uh that's it it gets better or worse depending on how you want to look at it so if you want to find a reliever that had more than one uh b-war season above one so basically someone who had two years as just effective that the Indians either drafted or signed and developed the Cody Allen, Vinny Pistano, Rafi Perez, David Risky, and then Paul Shuey. 
And that's the entire list. That's it. I went all the way back to 1980 at the time, and those are the only five relievers since 1980 that the Indians had drafted and or signed and developed who had two seasons of the baseball reference war above one. Uh, This is not a huge threshold. Reliever wars tend to be lower. Um, A good war for a starter is a two. For a reliever, I mean, some... Times I remember when Cody Allen led the Indians one year with like a 2.7, and that might have been the best in the American League that year, I think. So one is is not that, but it's, it's asking a guy to be effective and used a lot. And the Indians have had just five relievers total who managed to do that since 1980. Um, if not for the tragedy of Steve Olin, they likely would have had a sixth, uh, as he had already had one B-War season above one at the time. But uh, that's it. That's that's the the five best relievers the Indians have drafted and developed since 1980. Cody Allen, Vinny Pastano, Rafael Perez, David Risky, Paul Shuey. Uh Interestingly enough, three out of those five guys they traded. I don't remember what they got for Risky. I remember Paul Shuey was the uh, Franklin Gutierrez deal. There was another outfielder in that one. I can't think who that was off the top of my head, where the other outfielder was supposed to have all these physical tools, and it just never came together. Um, and then, of course, you know, we know Pistano and added Clevenger, which is probably going to be uh, what he's most known for when it's all said and done. And, uh, you know, Cody Allen and Rafi Perez were both guys who, who fell apart. Um, they never really... I mean, Allen got a contract, and he's bounced through some teams, but unless something changes, I mean, he looks like his career's about done. Uh, both guys, basically, before their career in Cleveland was done, just kind of lost it. Uh, it's unfortunate, but that's that's what it is. So, with Karen Chalk coming up, he's got a chance to join that uh, those two illustrious lists. You still have Kyle Nelson and Nick Sandlin, who pitched in AAA this year, and then Broom in AA, and I'll still po- point out um, Kellen Roll, if they don't make rule changes, because as a loogie, I think he would be, I think he has major league potential. Uh, if they make that rule change where you have to face at least three batters, the loogie is going to kind of go away, and someone like Roll uh, loses a lot of their major league potential. So we'll see if they make uh, a move such as that. But, you know, we had to talk about the bullpen. There's so much going on, and I thought it'd be fun pulling out that historical data. I always personally like to dig into the historical data and see what's out there. Um, I don't know. I just love those little bits of information. Or I remember one time, you can go through the, the baseball reference draft data, and there's like three years maybe where the Indians draft ended up with a negative war. So it's like the Indians got uh, less value than if they hadn't shown up you know stuff like that always is fun to look into um i'm sure during the off season we'll get into a lot of those kind of random historical uh performances and production because we'll need things to talk about because as an indians fan the off season is long and full of terrors uh, i want to thank everyone for listening rating and reviewing i didn't get any comments about the uh the change of the mic so i'm going to assume it's an improvement um i figure if it wasn't working i would definitely get comments so I'm going to take this as an improvement. Uh, as always, you can let me know about mic and audio quality on my Twitter, at JeffMLBDraft. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on Monday with a brand new episode. And as always, go Tribe!